Here's one. I'm Simon Miller, and this is a Pin Podcast. Oh, beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Austin Sumwitz. Standing right aside to me is my good buddy Chad, and we are Pinned, a pro wrestling podcast. And we're here to tell you right now that we went all in back last year, and we are officially going double or nothing. Yes. Yes, we are Sin City, more like Pin City, am I right? Yes! We are here. I just pulled that out of my ass. But you know what? I'm excited. Yeah, I would say so, me too. Me, Chad, and Sydney all got tickets for All Elite Wrestling's first show, which is Double or Nothing. And we got, and not only that, but we are also going to be making our second appearance at StarCast. Yes, come by our meet and greets. Yeah, come by our meet and greets. Yes, Yes. I expect a massive line. Yeah, we still have fucking pin shirts from last year. We'll bring them in. We'll fucking bring bring them in. God damn it, I'll sell at least one. <laughs> yeah, so obviously we're recording this on Wednesday just after Raw and SmackDown and just after the tickets for All Elite Wrestling's Double or Nothing went on sale for the general public, me and Cindy managed to get all of our tickets during the pre-sale um, and we just barely managed to get tickets. It was it was a nightmare, I will say. Um, but we, we got it, we managed to get tickets and that's really all that matters. And then those, they cut off pre-sale after like 34 minutes, I think, or maybe a half an hour. And then for the general admissions, they sold out in four minutes. It's like, it's like, holy crap. It's, it's such a huge, it's like, it's at, on one hand, I'm like, that's unbelievable. But, but on the other hand, I'm like, I come to expect that because these guys, like they say over and over and over again, are legitimately changing the world of professional wrestling as we know it. And yeah, and the early bird gets the worm, and we will be there. We will be there. We got the worm. We got the worm. That's all that matters. We went all in. We're going double or nothing. We we made made a pact that we managed to go to all in. It was one of the greatest experiences that we've ever had. We said we would go to all in too. And we said we would go to all in too. And Double or nothing is exactly what that is, and we're just gonna go and have an absolute blast. We're we couldn't be more excited yeah. for this. And the stat card that we got last year has already been topped by like matches that they've already announced. Yeah, we've already like, got we've already got a few matches that have already been confirmed. Obviously, one of the first matches that was confirmed for the show was Pac versus Hangman Page, which just the fact that Pac, I, it's still, it's still crazy to me that Pac signed with All Elite Wrestling. It's like that is such a huge deal. I think that is such a big, it's such a big get for them, and they still have not stopped pulling, pulling this off. Because obviously, at the ticket announcement party, it was finally confirmed what everybody was thinking for the longest time, but it was finally officially confirmed that Kenny Omega was sticking with his friends, sticking with the people that he loves, and he signed with all of the wrestling. He did not get tempted by the money shakes. No, he did not. He did not. I mean, he's probably getting money shakes at AEW. He, I, can't, I imagine they probably he's gonna get healthcare shakes. Deal. Is what yeah, he's gonna he's start getting. The, getting. the entire roster is gonna be getting those kind of shakes. But Kenny Omega signed and with all of the wrestlings. Yes. Yes, exactly. Kenny Omega signed with AEW and they had a face he had a face off with an old foe of his, 
Chris Jericho, Jericho, Omega versus Alpha Two. I love how I love how the Chris Jericho Kenny Omega storyline has turned into such a heated rivalry. Like you thought their match at New Japan, like I thought it was going to be a one-off. I did not think Chris Jericho was going to be around after his feud with Kenny Omega. You know, then he then and then they Chris Jericho jumped him at All In, which was crazy as hell. And then you know they fought each other at the Jericho Cruise and that six man. And now we get the one-on-one rematch at Double or Nothing, and to be honest, I'm hype as hell for it. Yeah, like, it's, it's, you think about how crazy it is too that this feud has spanned over three different types of wrestling. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't call Jericho's Cruise a promotion, but it's like a side wrestling thing. It, I would say that's not yeah. that's not fully affiliated well, with uh, yeah. New Japan. Well, they now they uh, Chris Jericho announced that um, Rock and Rager uh, Part Duh. Was coming yeah. out, and it is directly affiliated with AEW. Yep, like I it did, had, I it did had see featuring that, yeah. AEW talent. So who knows? We might actually get another. Uh, we might be going to a fucking cruise next year, man. Dude, I mean, and we we have to keep our because you realize now every single time Ollie wrestling have a big show, we got to go now. <laughs> As Chad says that, I would also like to remind you guys, if you do enjoy this podcast and would like to help us get to Chris Jericho's second cruise, <laughs> you can go to anchor.fm slash pin slash support to help fund us to get to the Chris yes. Jericho cruise. And it would mean a lot. We would shout you out. Getting yes. that out of the way. You because, get a free shirt. Yeah, you we'll shout you out and we'll send you a shirt. There you go. But getting that out of the way, obviously Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho is a match that I think probably everybody is like just the fact that there's like that's that is that could be your main event but not only that we also get uh our women's match which was announced we have dr Britt baker versus nyla rose versus kylie ray which i mean Britt baker me personally obviously because i'm not a huge indie guy i was not very familiar with all the talent that was at all in because it was my first indie show i'd ever attended I know, right? A hell of an indie show to start yeah, off with. The best one. The absolute best the one. Woodstock really. Woodstock of professional Legitimately. Wrestling. But Dr. Britt Baker was one of the ones that I was like, this girl can can go. Obviously, I knew Tessa Blanchard, and she was the one that I was pulling for. But Dr. Britt Baker proved that she could 100% go. And she, and also, just being, the able, being able to ask her a question at the all-in press conference during StarCast was like a huge... It was really cool just to kind of talk with her for even for a short period of time to kind of just get her mindset yeah. of atten- of being part of such a big show. So and she already and like you know I, I'm a fan of Britt Baker. Yeah, you know? she was the first woman to sign. She was, with and AEW. she already like AEW has already made her feel like a star. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. She's always had that that potential to like you know if 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 she got with the right promotion the right company and they booked her in the right story you know she could she could be if given the chance Britt baker could blow up and like she was the first woman to sign with ollie wrestling mm-hmm. and also she already feels like a big deal she does like, she really like, does and it's the same with hangman like it's crazy like oh yeah hangman page like i he is going to have a great year Oh, they're making my. him the ace of the company. They are. On a I company, love that. On a I company, love that. And a company with Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks, and Chris fucking Jericho, Pentagon Junior, Phoenix, uh, SCU, SCU. Uh, if with AAA, they get Volandor Junior, all the clowns, fucking Jeff Jarrett. Like we want to, uh, crazy man Jeff Jarrett and his drunk ass uh, AAA title run. Whatever you want. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, Hangman Page is going to be booked to be the ace of that company. And, and I'm, I'm all about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I and, am too. And I, and I love it. And yeah. like, 
You know, I've always, I've always, like, I've always liked Adam Page. Um, I was never a big Adam Page fan until he joined the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, he always kind of felt like, not, not, I don't want to say like the sidekick to the elite, but it always seemed like he was always kind of like him and Marty kind of struck me as like the lesser two when you're compared to like the young bucks, Cody and Kenny. Well, you I know think, what I mean? Because their yeah. star power is so big. I, I will say what point, what point do you think turned that over for you? Cause I think for both of us, I would say the point where Marty Skrull truly Joey killer. Her, yeah. Joey killer. Yeah, yeah. I think that I agree is definitely the part that really, yeah. really sold it for that. And also I would agree that, um, I think you'll agree with me too, that the point that sold Marty over as being a legitimate member of the elite and not a sideshow act. None of them are See, sideshow what, acts. What was when was, he faced, well, for me personally, it was when he faced Okada. Okay, for me it was when he won the IWGP light heavyweight title. But like, okay, but I, but I, I also, sa- I never but I saw also that see sadly. where you're coming from. I never saw that. Yeah. Sadly, yeah, I, I, I'm too busy defending WWE. Yeah, so uh, it's my, it's my a sorry, hill, a hill it's you my, should die it's on. my sorry ass's fault. So yes. I apologize. That's okay though. You get to see it all the time now. now exactly. Oh, right now, right now, Marty Skrull's killing it with Ring of Honor. He uh, is currently about to face Nick Aldis for the NWA yeah! title at the uh, Crocker fucking, Cup. Fucking villain enterprises is going off. Yeah, it's funny, like, you know, everyone's talking about how all the wrestling's, like, stealing all the WWE guys, but if you really look at it, they have taken Chris Jericho, who really wasn't with them anymore, mm-hmm. he wrestled for New Japan, they yeah. took a cruiserweight that they fired and made him into a star, but, like, you look at New Japan, you look at Ring of Honor, they've taken a lot more guys from New Japan uh-huh. than, like, like, everyone's like, oh, WWE better watch out, like, they've taken a lot of New Japan talent, and a lot of Ring of Honor talent, and one of the good things that did lead is it leads to guys like, um, uh, P, uh, PJ, um, what the fuck is it, PJ Black, Darewolf, uh, Justin Gabriel. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. But he's signed exclusively with Ring of Honor, and he's doing a really good job there. Um, Bandito signed with Ring yeah. of Honor, and they're pushing Bandito like he's a big deal. And, I mean, PCO and Brody King and Marty Skrull are getting a push. And oh, that's, yeah. That's great. Like, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like... I'm I'm happy Marty waited. I mean, probably his Ring of Honor contract probably wasn't up yet, but I'm happy it wasn't because I'm happy he got to stick around Ring of Honor for a bit mm-hmm. and get a solid push and show people what Marty's capable of. Because like mm-hmm. Marty Skrull is great. His, he really his is. old his old stuff in progress when him and Will Ospreay were duking it out, like they were great. He's very, very good and he plays a very good heel. And he even is. though Marty Skrull being the villain is a babyface. Like he just plays a very good villain role. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what Marty Skrull can do because he's a phenomenal wrestler, has a great character. And one thing that is good from him being part of being the elite is you get to see a part of him where he's being genuinely funny and genuinely charismatic. Mm-hmm. And while we knew he was charismatic, it's nice to see him lighten up and be, be a fun character. I, I mean, I maintain the fact that the, that the only, the biggest disappointment for me of my Starcast experience was not getting to the, getting to Chicago fast enough in order to sign up to sing karaoke with Marty Skrull. <laughs> I maintain that that was the biggest disappointment of my entire disappointment of my entire time. Cause I would have fucking went ham with Marty Skrull and if Marty Skrull was to ever see this, bro, karaoke bar, you and me, will fucking destroy. It's like, it's over for everybody else at the As bar. long as they have chicken wings there. As long as they have chicken wings, we're all good. Yeah, yeah we're all good. And one other thing that I want to comment on, too, because uh, as we said, we are attending StarCast 2. As you may know, if, you, if, if you've been with us since the beginning, you may remember that one of our most incredible experiences at Starcast was when we were part of when we took part in being a part of the podcast movement state pop-up stage at Starcast and uh we had a surprise guest in oh, MJF that was my favorite moment as a podcast yes MJF showed up and crashed our booth and uh little MJF 
Yeah. For the year he was about to have. Boy, yeah. Oh, yeah. And now he's signed with AEW. However, um, Conrad, uh, who obviously put together StarCast and is putting it together StarCast 2, has uh, banned uh, MJF from, from StarCast. And as former podcast row members, I think we have enough leverage to say that Conrad is out of his goddamn mind for this decision. Because how in the world can you take one of the biggest and most up-and-coming superstars of this era and just completely shun him away from this event. Listen. It's it's ridiculous. Your your take on this? Listen. Conrad Thompson, the motherfucker who signs the checks. He plans the convention. If he doesn't want you there, sucks to say MJF, but it looks like we it looks like you're not uh better than me. And I know it because Aww. unlike you, I will be at Starcast. Who's fetching whose banana now, MJF? <laughs> who's fetching whose banana now? My meet and greet's still gonna be longer than yours because you won't be there. Ha ha! If he shows up, you are fucked. Hey, listen. If he wants to come back on the podcast and debate with me, I will give up my seat again for him and sit on the floor MJF again. MJF always has a spot on our podcast. Yes, he, he is one of our official hosts. Yes, he's a Past host. He is He's a been past up there with host. Jim Cornette. Yep. Uh, yep. Okay. Yes. So Con- I wonder if Jim Cornette will be at Starcast too. <laughs> <laughs> I I I know he's gonna be. I did see a thing actually that he's gonna be at like a Chicago con, and like I was like, what if I just walked up to MJF? Where, I mean, not MJF. What if I just walked up to Jim Cornette wearing a Young Buck shirt? Was like, hey man, how's it going? Uh, if you were paying him, you'd probably shake your hand. He probably would if I was paying him. Yeah. I feel like it's gotten to the point now to where like the Young Bucks are so successful. I feel like even Jim Cornette has to be like, well, goddamn it, I was wrong, Dad Gummit. Like I, feel I think like- it's more so that he doesn't. Jim, oh. Do you want to get something you want to say about it? I just, you know, you say Jim Cornette in the mirror three times and he just shows up. You know, he's just like that son of a prick Vince Russo. You know, every time you, he's like the goddamn uh, Bloody Mary or Beetlejuice. You know, you say their name three times and they appear. I, yeah, I, I'm with you. So let me ask you, Jim, are, are you going to be at StarCast uh, this year? Hell no! You think they're going to have me at StarCast? I'm too. I'm going to be too busy at the Chicago Con making a big buck at the bingo halls with my tennis racket. You think I'm going to be there? Me and the uh, me and the uh, the Rock and Roll Express are going to be at the Chicago Con. Well, I'll definitely have to check that out, Jim. But, uh, maybe the heavenly after, bodies. Maybe after Double or Nothing, maybe. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll go Double or Nothing on this podcast. Uh, thank you, fuck you bye all right well jim jim wants to jim corner everyone always always good to have him for showing back up you were saying yeah i (laughs) i don't even know what i was saying but i think that (laughs) i i think the end result for this whole this for this little thing is just the fact that we're like we managed to pull off we managed to pull off lightning in a bottle twice and get tickets for this for we are very lucky sydney we we are very lucky to have sydney on, on board yeah thankfully yeah sydney sydney has done a ton for us to just make sure that we get to experience yeah. these things and also I mean, like, speaking for myself and for you, I think, I don't think there's anybody who genuinely loves these people because you we we, we went to StarCast and uh, we got to meet um, almost every member of the, the Elite. I sadly didn't get to meet Hangman and and uh, and Mar- Marty, but she met every single member of the Elite and many times she met them multiple and multiple yeah. appearances. They, yeah. She she went to a cigar I, meet and greet, and she's like nineteen. And she brought me back the cigar. And she, yeah, she. And gave it was a great cigar. smoke. It was American a great Rebel smoke. Cigar. It was a great American Rebel cigar. Be sure to support American Rebel cigars. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, so if, if 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 there was any person who I think has a genuine love for the people, like the wrestlers themselves, 
and just like who they are as people not just not just it's in the ring her. but outside the ring it's her i was just gonna say i don't think i've ever met like i'm a wrestling fan i'm a hardcore wrestling fan and i think it's safe to say i'm a bigger independent wrestling fan than either of you but Very i true, don't yeah. think i'm a bigger elite fan than her yes like i it would be very wrong for me to say i'm a bigger fan of the elite than her because oh like she it's 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 pretty cool and yeah. i'm happy i'm happy that she had a good experience and mm-hmm. i'm excited for i'm just excited in general to go double or nothing mm-hmm. in las vegas we're just gonna pin uh, city yeah it's gonna be pin city city when we get well, down there. that has to be a shirt yeah we Bro. gotta make a we're gonna make a pin that has city to be that's a gotta shirt. be a shirt pin city. let's just do it at this point at this P-I-N-N point n city like yeah pin city yeah exactly and then we'll just and then we'll just make it at pro wrestling tees oh, we'll make we'll make 15 more and we won't sell those either <laughs> <laughs> like, oh well i mean w- whatever's it's whatever's but yeah it's gonna be amazing obviously if you're gonna- we do get starcast tickets like if we do end up getting or not starcast I- if we do end up getting uh press passes and if they do do podcast room we do get on we definitely now that we now that we'll have time to prepare more we definitely gotta get some t-shirts and we definitely gotta get some pins made for sure, yeah. I will pay money to make we'll, that happen. We'll get it. We'll get it going. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna. And I loved our. I loved our pin shirts that we had. Oh my god, we, they were so. They good. were really Shout good. Shout out to your uncle. Shout out to my uncle. Yeah, he, yes. my uncle Jeff, who made the shirts. Yeah, and yeah. but um, we're we're gonna make sure that our next that if we do bring back more shirts, that we're gonna go above and beyond and make sure that we bring you guys stuff, and we're gonna not limit ourselves to the sizes because we very much came very unprepared for the sizes of the shirts. So that was our mistake. That was our mistake. You know, yeah, you learn from your mistakes, and we've learned from ours. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. And and real quick, you know, also also you're gonna go fucking ham at the casinos. I oh, guarantee. You. I'm gonna get ham at the bars. <laughs> That's where I'm gonna go ham at. You're gonna go at the cash yeah, bar. Yeah. yeah, me and my boy 370 game about to tear up the town. Let's do it. Um, real quick while we're while we are getting kind of sappy with shit, I wanna I wanna take a minute to say something. Oh too. shit! I, I want to say um. This would not have been possible if it wasn't for what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Like, we were not going to do this with the old people that we did business with. Like, it just wasn't going to happen. And through us working our asses off and us putting in the hard work, we did it. Mm-hmm. And we did it again this year. And we're going to continue to do it. And we're going to continue to build this show and this company. And I'm just super happy that I have the 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 genuine honor of podcasting with you every week and having Grant on board and podcasting with him every week and mm-hmm. you know just this company has brought so much joy to my life and I'm just really happy that we're gonna do this again my man it's so, it's it's a hundred percent the yeah, same way here like, this is it's, great it's it's we've never I don't think I've ever had this you're much dead fun. wrong on the Undertaker but. <laughs> Dead wrong. But. You're just mad I saw the entrance. I don't know. I'm mad the entrance happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh man. I nearly died. Man. No, yeah. My my sentiment exactly. Um obviously we 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 really wanted this to work. We when we signed up when we when we started doing this podcast, we didn't want it just to be any other wrestling podcast. We didn't want to phone it in. We wanted to give you guys content that we would be proud to listen to and that we would be fans of listening to every single week and being able to be part of Grant's amazing and more media that he started on his own, just a dream of his that he wanted to do and that we can be a part of that and that we can contribute even in a small fraction of just shows like how much fun doing this is. And I'm speaking for everybody that works at this company. Like this is the most fun I've ever had 
just talking about wrestling. I feel with like friends. I feel like in a weird way, like we're kind of a less talented, less good looking, less successful, less rich, less better version of the elite. <laughs> because I thought you were we gonna are, say I thought you were gonna say Steven Larson or something. Uh, I don't know why no. I thought that. I just thought Steven Larson. No, for we're some better reason. looking than Steven Larson. That is we very, may not we're not nearly as successful, we're not nearly, not nearly su- as rich and not nearly as good. Yeah. But and we're better looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also they just have really nice voices. They do they, they do, do have really good audio voices. Shout out to them for giving us an interview at Starcast. They gave too. us an interview and they were just incredible uh, people. But like yeah. I don't know where we were a bunch of friends that wanted to make good content and we decided whatever we did we did together and us tom amir like we all did it and yep. it's pretty exciting and i'm excited to see where this goes me too and now so, that we got putting ourselves now that over, we put ourselves over and got sappy, wwe let's, let's not actually because because i actually liked her on smackdown this well, week before we do that we have to talk about the good company new japan pro wrestling yes because we have a Kiwi as the IWGP champion. Mm, it's Jay. Switchblade, Switchblade Jay White. White beat Tanahashi to become the IWGP champion. Holy Austin, what are your thoughts on Jay White as champion? Jay White is a fucking psychopath, and I love it. Yeah. I'm like, I am I am so, so over the moon and back uh, for Jay White to be the uh, IWGP heavyweight champion because... If I wasn't mistaken, because um, they were really, I think I, uh, New Japan was really pulling for Kenny to stay with them, so that way they could give him the, he, they were going to have him still be the heavyweight champion, I think, after Wrestle Kingdom, mm-hmm. as far as what I've read, at least. May have been, I think D- Dave Meltzer said that's what they were going with. Um, but Tanahashi obviously won the IWGP heavyweight championship, and just seeing Jay White hold that belt is like, the the stuff that he can do with that and like mm-hmm. the the storylines and the feuds yeah, that he can run it definitely makes things less predictable it does and it yeah. just, it just seems like he has the entire division like held by their necks he's yeah. got a knife held to the entire division's neck and it's like you will never get anywhere close to me and, and I and I love that and now not only that now that also Tamatanga is no longer the good guy he has gone full bad guy once again mm-hmm. he's a good bad guy is what he is really yeah now that he's on that bullet club is like full on they're just they're very much back to the og ways but now jay white is that guy who can really bring some new blood i yeah. think into that yeah one of the i will say um some of the like in a weird way the bullet club itself has really benefited from the elite starting their own company because, i agree because jay white got thrusted into the world title picture and it's deserved jay white's a good wrestler good good character the switchblade character is very good the guy's very good <laughs> You don't beat Okada at Wrestle Kingdom if you're not good. It oh, just yeah. doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So he really benefited from Kenny Omega. And, and you know, I will also and say you also don't beat Okada in his Rainmaker gear. Exactly. If you're not you good. don't that's, beat Rainmaker that's Okada. Big, that's the big fucking yeah. deal. And on top of that, too, like yeah, you have you have the guys like the firing squad, the Tonga Roa, Tonga Lua, um, Bad Luck Fale, all of the uh uh Yujiro, Chase uh, Owens. Chase Owens, uh uh Ishimori. Like you get all these guys that like are very are, are back in Bullet Club and Bullet Club now has that that edge to it again. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's not. It's not the kind of like the zany, wacky Bullet Club that it was back yeah. when Kenny, when, the Bucks, yeah. and Cody, which was which so we, great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't it was a bad great. Thing. It was yeah. great. I, they're all phenomenal wrestlers. But now it's got that back to the old roots of like we're fucking Bullet Club and we're go and we we take what we want, we do what we want. 
And I think it's good for them because I think in New Japan it needs that edge. And it's just all those guys kind of have their opportunity now to really show what they all can do. And that's exciting because we all know the Gorillas of Destiny are fantastic. Mm -hmm. We know that they're all great wrestlers. We know Bad Luck Fale is awesome. Yujiro, Yujiro, the fucking, the Tokyo Pimp is fantastic. I love that. I love me some Tokyo Pimp. Me too. Uh, Bone Soldier, uh, Ishimori, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Great wrestler. Um, All these guys are really good. And it's exciting now that, you know, because, and this is no fault to the elite. They're stars. They are, they are huge. And when you're affiliated with them, you kind of get, you kinda get, faded, you kinda into get faded into the background. And now they have the opportunity, you know, of the elite can go do their thing and start a phenomenal wrestling company and change the industry of professional wrestling. And the Bullet Club can hang tight with New Japan and dominate New Japan. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's good for both parties. And I still yeah. stand by the fact that even if there's not an amazing working relationship between New Japan and Ring of Honor, um, like, it, it's, it's good for all companies because... They're getting new stars still out of their own thing because AEW is obviously getting their stars in the the elite, and obviously New Japan still has the Bullet Club, and they've got like now Jay White, who's their new top guy, yeah. who's got their title, and now you've got guys like like uh, villain villain Enterprise with Marty Scurll, who's now making a big push for Working Ring of Honor. My favorite wrestler, PCO. Yeah, yeah. And that and really that you, PCO that PCO meet and greets hit Starcast, I'll probably buy them. All right, sounds good. I'll I'll keep you up informed if they show up. I will look for those. Yes. But if 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 it wasn't for them splitting off, I think a lot of these guys wouldn't be in the positions that they are. I agree. And so I think even though if they don't plan on having a legitimate working con, like working relationship for sharing talent and shit like that, I still believe that it's gonna work for all of them. Which once again proves that more wrestling companies is good for the industry because <clears throat> you get these guys who are already bona fide stars get to be more stars, and you get guys like Jay White, guys like the, the Tongas, guys like all those people that we mentioned. Who now have the opportunity to really show, hey, like this is our this is our spotlight now, and can really show what they're made of, and really make themselves more money, growing their star power, oh, which yeah. is good for everybody. It really more wrestling is. companies mean more chances for people. It's to good for money. wrestling companies who try to evolve, yeah, uh, and not wrestling companies who are stubborn in their ways. Yes. That's all. So. Yes. Because Ring of Honor and New Japan are not stubborn, and they know how to build up new talent and evolve with the times. And I'll even give Impact some credit. Like their creative team isn't the best, and you know some of their qu- decisions are questionable. But like they're constantly, they're constantly bringing in new guys. They're constantly trying their best to change the game. And you know they had a they had a good five months last year where they were putting on a really good prod- product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like so, even with them, like you know it's <laughs> it's a company that's giving wrestlers jobs, which I'm all about. Yep. So. Oh yeah. Now we can get into WWE officially. Yes, Elimination Chamber is this Sunday. Yes, and we had the go home Raw and SmackDown for Elimination Chamber, where we opened up for Monday Night Raw with probably the best opening promo uh, and of, of like opening like twenty minute promo in a very long time. We had Triple H and Stephanie McMahon talking with Becky Lynch, saying that they were they they apologized basically for the way they acted towards her. They apologized for being rude. They apologized for saying that they re- she was using her injury as a reason or like as a crutch or whatever she was using it for. They apologized, and they said, "We, you're going, you're gonna go to WrestleMania. The only thing you have to do is apologize to us for for beating us up, or for slapping Stephanie, and for punching Triple H." And like Becky didn't want to do that. She stuck to her guns. She's the man. You don't tell the man what to do. You don't. So. 
They gave Becky, uh, Triple H and Stephanie gave Becky an ultimatum. You either apologize to us by the end of the night or you're not going to WrestleMania. So she, she spent the entire time basically in between the show just talking with fellow superstars. You know, I'm glad the days of the authority hogging the spotlight are done, like they said. Like they said, yes. exactly. We have Shane McMahon as one half of the fucking tag team champions, and now we got apologize to <clears throat> Stephanie or you're out of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's it's heel work, and it's like it's yeah, more it's of the, the stuff. Shit. It's more of the shit that we're used to. But at least, at least, it's a character who's fighting against the authority that the crowd wants. Though. Mm, I mean, you're right. We all want Becky Lynch, and it's that's uh, the we thing. All do, it's it's very much a. They could give us anything with Becky Lynch for the main event of WrestleMania, and we would eat it up. Anyway, I still think I it should like. be a one on one match. I I think. I think I agree, but I'm not against a triple threat match. I think having a one-on-one women's match as the main event of WrestleMania is a more, like, bam. Like, that's a more, like, impactful, like, history-making moment. A triple threat kind of makes it a little less, but I'm not against it. And And I'll explain more so why as we go through the show. So, this opening segment was great. We had... Sasha Banks and Bailey versus the Riot Squad versus Tamina and Nia Jax. The loser of this match would have to enter the Women's Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber match first. They would have to be one of the starting two teams. The other starting two te- the other starting team would be decided on SmackDown Live. And in the end, Nia Jax and Tamina Snuka beat Bailey and Sasha Banks and the Riot Squad. So Bailey and Sasha are gonna have to start. After Bailey got them into the match, she ended up getting pinned. Like last week, she got them into the Elimination Chamber match, but then this week she got pinned and now they have to go first. They're totally winning the tag titles. I agree. There's yeah. n- there's no way. There's no yeah, way. There's, I don't. I, I really think there's no one else. I can't think of it. As much as I love my girls, the Iconics, it's them. Like there's a lot of people. Like don't get me wrong. If like one of the riot, if the Riot Squad win it, if the Iconics win it, you know I'll be happy if one of the, if, the, if one of those teams win it. That'd be cool. Um, if Naomi and Carmella won it, that'd be a swerve. But It'd like swerve, I like Carmella. Yeah. I did too. Um, but it's gonna be Becky. It's gonna be. Bailey I feel and like Sasha. that's your first champions. I feel yeah. like that you want because I feel like you really need to make your first champions big to solidify these belts as a big deal. Because I think a lot of these girls could be those be the tag champions down the line. But I think they need to make their first women's tag team champions of all time to be impactful. And you picking two horsewomen right yeah. there. That's that's just a, that's a the, solid yeah. enough choice, and it's good yeah. for the business. If it can't be them, then it should be Riot Squad. <laughs> I disagree. I say the Iconics. I mean, I'd be okay with them too, but I think it's got to be. I think it's. I think it's Bailey and Sasha, Riot Squad, Iconics in that order. People who have gone on record and say we're a team, like Sasha and Bailey have been a team for like fucking a year now. As, yeah, as like, much as I've as much yeah. as I've been against it, but at least now that it's yeah. building to the tag titles, it makes sense. The Riot Squad came in as a team. The Iconics uh, came in that, as a team. On that front too, even even um, Mandy Rose and even Sony Mandy Deville. Rose and Sony Deville, if they wanted, I'd be happy with that too. Um, I don't. You just want, want a legitimate team. Yeah, I don't want it. Carmella and Naomi not like a bo- not like a Bobby Roode Chad Gable exactly. situation. I don't want teams they threw together. Like <laughs> I even consider Nia Jackson Tamina, even though I would hate uh, if they won. I don't want them to win. Yeah, but I would rather have them win it over Carmella and Naomi, Who were just only because I feel like they were just thrown together. Like they're not a real team. It needs to be a tag team, not yeah. like a t- just a, a random team that was thrown together. Yeah. After this, we had a segment between Lucha House Party and Elias. 
Eh, it was fine. Uh, I mean, they had Kalisto try to play the guitar to get the crowds hyped, and he's like, you want to duet with Elias? Let me go get my second guitar, beat uh, uh, Kalisto over the head with a guitar, which was which was cool. Um, I just, I'm, I, I'm not interested in Lucha House Party. It's very much the safe, like, we're luchadors, so you can cheer us. We're cool for kids to wear masks of, blah, blah, blah. I want WWE to bring in a badass <clears throat> heel luchador. Yeah, like I want, like I want, I want like a Pentagon esque, yeah, a Pentagon esque character to just destroy people. Yeah, because they've, I, you can't think of like they a, had Dark Sin Cara for like a month. That was fucking, but it was terrible. awful. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, well, just Sin Cara in general was not great. Like just in general, I may have liked the mask, and I may have gotten a Sin Cara and, mask uh, when I was in Mexico. When, when I played the old, no. when I played the old WWE Two K games for the old Universe mode, I had a heel Rey Mysterio for like a year and a half, just decimating people oh, yeah. it was fun that uh, yeah and like that's the thing it's like it's it's a different thing for them to try to have a heel luchador character which just doesn't happen like in wwe because luchadors are the yeah. very much like the we can sell masks yeah, like andrade and before andrade came to nxt and then wwe he was a uh, he wore a mask yeah so like they could have made him that but i i, I think get, andrade without i the mask get why they took the mask off i suppose I mean, I think he's good without it. I honestly, I don't, I don't know. Think I don't know. It doesn't change, it doesn't change style. It, the style. Yeah, and I and I didn't see much of his work when he when he had the mask. So mm-hmm. either way, I I was always fine with it. I just liked it when he went full cocky heel because when he came in as a babyface, it didn't work at NXT. Yeah. But then we had a match between Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre, which was a filler match, really. I mean, it was to build towards uh, Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor for the IC title. But Finn Balor beat McIntyre by disqualification after Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush got involved. Um, and then this would eventually lead to Kurt Angle coming out to protect him. And then Baron Corbin came out, beat out, beat up uh, Kurt Angle. Then Braun Strowman came out, blah, 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 blah. This would lead to the next match. It was a six-man tag match between Strowman, Balor, and Angle versus Bobby Lashley, uh, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin. And that match itself was, it was okay. And like, <laughs> it's one of those matches where it's like you could see that being a transition match because we've seen a match like that so many times with Balor and fucking Just a f- Drew. Good standard he- babyface heel match. Like, yep. But again, it's like... like I just this- don't know what they're going to do with Drew and Baron and Braun and Kurt at WrestleMania. Me I neither, really yeah. hope they don't. I don't think Kurt needs to be at WrestleMania. Kurt's going to be at WrestleMania. I don't He's think he should. He's one of those stars that are going to have him do something. I get it. He can do something. I don't want him to have a match. They'll probably have him wrestle Baron Corbin. <sighs> Which doesn't sound exciting to me. It really doesn't at all. It really doesn't. Um, like I was fine with Kurt when he teamed with uh, Ronda last year because yeah. it was a great match. But I just don't think Kurt. I has just the really anymore. don't want. I really don't want Baron and Drew versus Braun and Kurt at all. Nope, me neither. No, I think that's. Me- I think that's a. I think that's a waste for both Braun and Drew. Yep. I would much rather have Drew and Braun face since, each other. Since we're talking about this right now, we'll get at least one of our one of. I want to get our, one of our predictions for the Elimination Chamber match. Be, I mean, the Elimination Chamber pay per view. Because we got Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley for the IC title. I don't see Finn winning this, do you? I actually think he's going to win. Really? Yeah. Okay, give me your reasons behind it, because I'm curious. Well, okay, so I think I think there's two championship swerves that could happen. Um, one of them is that. The other one we will talk about later on the show. Okay. There are two titles that I think could swerve us and change hands. Um, and if one of those does, then the other one's not. Um, but I think it could be one of those, and I think I think Finn winning the IC belt could be an outcome. 
Okay, and then what would he do at WrestleMania then? Um, defend it in a multi-man match. Gotcha. <laughs> or you know what? Uh, if they don't do that, um, it'd be really, it'd be really cool. I personally would really like because he had a video package on Raw. It'd be really cool if they had Kevin Owens' return match. Yes. Be against yes. Bobby Lashley yes. for yes. the IC title because uh, yeah. Bobby injured him. Yeah. So if you made Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens for the IC title, it would give Bobby Honestly, Lashley a high caliber match, and Kevin Owens could get his comeuppance. Yeah. You know what? I think I think that's what they're gonna do. So I'm gonna. That's why I'm saying Bobby Lashley wins it, and then I say Finn Balor gets the fuck out of the WWE as soon as fucking. <laughs> See, possible. I don't think that's happening. I want him. My thing out! Is, is, my thing is, I just don't know what else Finn would do. What do you like, mean? No, like with, with if with for, WWE for for, 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 for WWE, oh, he would kill it on the Indies. Yeah. Well, he you go to, you go back company. to Bullet Club. I no, say. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, if he if he moved companies, he would do that. I just mean like if in he does yeah. I'm just saying if he doesn't win the IC title here and they yeah, and they go nothing. and they go with a different direction with Bobby and, and Kevin Owens, only, I don't know what they'd have the him do. The only thing I could imagine him doing is if they moved him to SmackDown. That's the only thing I could imagine him doing. Maybe he could elevate the US title, but maybe, even, but, but even, even then, then that's that's, that's, that's after a WrestleMania. Yeah, that's after WrestleMania though. But and then like maybe they somehow managed to get him into the WWE championship picture. I would love that. I don't think they're going to do that though. I think they fully just shot Finn in the foot and they're just kind of keeping him until like the only thing I can think of. Cause like if they're, if they're not going to have the IC title defended in a multi-man match, which like they're probably going to, hey, they but almost, like, yeah, if they they're, almost cause they do. almost always do. It's usually a ladder match or a triple threat match. But like last year he was in an IC, a triple threat match for the IC title. Mm-hmm. Like I just I I want him to do something new, and I don't think they have a big, high caliber opponent set up for him yet, which no. is a shame. Yeah, and they just play the safe route with him every time because the fans love him, but they don't do shit with him. Yeah, and like now that they fully like just nixed the demon character, there's nothing yeah. to him. Especially because like I don't know, I feel like Dean Ambrose EC3 is going to be a WrestleMania match, and that's going to be cool. But yeah. I would much rather see EC3 versus Finn Balor. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. And like the thing is too, we also saw Dean Ambrose at EC3 just at on Raw this yeah. week. So which which so, makes, which makes me think that maybe they're not doing that. I would assume. I would at least hope they wouldn't. But what's Dean gonna do then? I don't. Is I, Dean gonna wrestle Finn? I mean, he could. I don't know. They might just throw him in the multi in the in the Andre the Giant. Oh my god! Rumble. They throw Dean Ambrose in the Battle Royal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, Finn might be there he, too. Yeah. Oh, I said he would be yeah. when if, when he lost the Universal Title. That would be his. That would be what he would do unless he won the ic title which i don't think he's gonna do i feel so bad for finn because like i want him to i want him to have a big match at wrestlemania but i just don't know what they'd have him do he had a good match last year but like it was the opening match and also he lost and like he hasn't had a good wrestle he hasn't had a wrestlemania moment he really hasn't no he had a SummerSlam moment he had a SummerSlam moment that was it the end of the next day yeah exactly that was it so yeah, I. It's like they've done nothing with him. Yeah, I want him gone now. Just leave. Go anywhere. You have the ability to go anywhere. Anybody would be so happy to have you in your company. I feel like he's one of those guys that if he requested his release, they'd say no. Oh, I know they would, cause they yeah. know. Well, that's that's the thing that pisses me off the most is the fact that they're like, oh, we're not gonna let you go because we know other companies could use you and it would fuck us over, but we're not gonna use you good. Yeah, we're just gonna hold you, fucking dipshits. Um. Yeah, getting off of this before I continue to rant about Finn Balor until I cry. <laughs> Nikki Cross versus Ruby Riot, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, which this Raw took place in. They were fucking dead for this match. Like there was no reaction whatsoever for this. Ruby Riot beat Nikki Cross. Um, it was really a nothing match, honestly. 
Um, I was, there was, there just, there wasn't really a point to this match, and I think that was the reason why the crowd was so dead. It was just to give Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot something to do, I think, but also, Nikki Cross is one of your newer people on the roster, so I don't understand why she's, why she's losing this nothing match on Raw. It really doesn't do anything well, to help Riot, her. Ruby Riot has a championship match this Sunday. She I can't lose. I understand that, but she also didn't have to face uh, Nikki Cross, I feel like. She could have just faced, True. like, she could have faced, like, like, Alicia, Alicia Fox. Fox yeah, so exactly. How we both thought Alicia Fox. It's, it's could have faced Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. That's who you go to when you need somebody to put over. You go to Alicia Fox to put you over. And, yeah, the, Nikki Cross didn't need to take this loss. Anybody else could have taken this loss. Nikki Cross didn't need to take it. And I think that was the reason why most people were dead for this match. Um, we also had Seth Rollins who addressed Brock Lesnar and had a promo battle against Brock, uh, Paul Heyman. And Paul said, um, Paul came out there and did a really great promo. Obviously Seth did a really, Seth, Seth, I think is, is, has instantly, I think Seth, I, I keep throw I, it jumped back and forth for me between who was my favorite male guy on the main, on the main roster for WWE. It became AJ and and Seth, I think it's Seth for me. I think he's the best guy. He is the guy in WWE, I think, in terms of like I think male talent. I think mine's Daniel Bryan. And I told, I can totally see that point. I just think with the way that Seth's been working recently, just he's been on fire. And and yeah, Seth Ron said like basically to everything that Paul Heyman said. He's like, "You're the best. You're you're incredible. You're so good, but you're not the beast. And like the beast is going to destroy you. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler." And Seth Ron's like, "I don't care. It's like I'm going." to do everything in my power to make sure that Brock Lesnar walks out of WrestleMania 35 without the Universal Championship. I will sell the soul to the, my, to the devil himself in order to get that title off of him. Which means The Undertaker will be in his corner. Yes. Uh, the Undertaker or the devil's favorite demon, uh, Kane. I hope not. Maybe maybe Demon Finn. Hey, remember Corporate Kane? Remember when Seth was part of the authority? Corporate Kane. They were called Joey Ryan and Jamie Noble. Oh my God! Uh, yes. Not Joey Ryan. Not Joey, Joey Ryan. Yeah. Joey Mercury. Joey Mercury. Yeah. J and J Security. Yes. Yeah, so we'll we'll get that whole thing and yeah. we'll recreate the gift where Seth is screaming his head off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Seth did an amazing promo against and Sting's career again. Oh God. Jeez. Yeah. And then Dean broke script. Yeah. 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 Dean broke script. He yeah. went off script. He walked down the ring and said, "I got one thing to say to you: Slay the Beast." Yep. That's does Dean Ambrose like I don't know I I really thought it was a work that Dean Ambrose was leaving nope but I don't know I'm telling you man I'm beginning to think that this is not a work I'm telling you man with everything that they've been the thing the thing that would to me would be like well this isn't a work is if Dean was actually doing something good with the company everything that he's been getting recently has been trash yeah like like they gave him a god they made they turned him into Bane. On for a fucking for a Monday Night Raw segment, they're like, "I'm getting, I'm getting vaccinations because I don't want to walk into this city and get sick." Blah 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 blah. blah. He's and like all this shit and like it was absurd. Him hitting on Nia Jax, like they're giving him nothing. So yeah, it, he he is so out of there. Like he does not he does not want to be there. I really hope he turns up at AEW. Oh my God! If he like again, like a part of me kind of thinks he's gonna retire if he leaves, but I I would love yeah. to. I just want to see my John Moxley versus Jimmy Havoc match. Dude. That's all I want. He can retire after that. Yeah, go ahead, just man. Give me just Jimmy give Havoc me, and let us see that. Let us see that at double or nothing. I don't know what if if his contract expires. If your contract expires, is there still a non compete clause you have to have? 
I don't know. It depends on how know. stubborn they are, I think. Because mm-hmm. like, if his contract is out over with after WrestleMania, it'd be April. Like, no, no compete clause is usually 90 days. So if there is a it's non-compete the begin- it's clause... The beginning, it's the beginning of April. Yeah, because well, yeah, if it's 90 days, that's more that's more than two months. Exactly, that's what so I'm So that would be past so May. That so that would mean be, pa- be, be a double or nothing. But if yeah. there is no compete clause and you can do whatever you want when your contract is over with, uh-huh. then that would mean that there's a very good possibility we would see him there. I, I, if, would if, he would want, if he would want to go, which I would hope he would want to go. Which I would hope so, me too, because I think... I feel like if you're going to go on the independence, like I don't think Dean, I, I I think Dean Ambrose versus Minoru Suzuki would be the next thing I would really want to see, mm-hmm. but not as much as I'd want to see Dean Ambrose or John Moxley versus Jimmy Havoc. Yes, and then we got a rematch between EC3 and Dean Ambrose, and Ambrose ended up getting a roll up victory against EC3, which I mean he got his win back. It really didn't mean anything. It's just it's 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 fifty fifty booking at its finest, um, and then. Right after that, we had the Raw Tag Team Championship match between Bobby Roode and Chad Gable versus Forever the Revival. They finally did it after being on the main roster, after being not, after not being used for the majority of the time they've been on the main roster. They finally won the main Raw Tag Team Championships. And all because they wanted to leave to go to All Elite Wrestling. Hoot. <laughs> That's my excitement. Go ahead. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm good ha- for them. I'm happy the revival finally won the tag titles, but yeah, I feel like it was a pity move. I feel like they're like, hey, don't go to all elite. Here's the tag titles, and like, like I told you before we started recording, I would be more happy that the revival won the title if I thought they were going to do anything worth a damn with them. Yeah. But I feel like they're just going to hold them until WrestleMania and then lose them to Zack Ryder and Kerr Hawkins. Mm-hmm. While also makes me excited because I'm, I'm happy Zack Ryder and Kerr Hawkins will get to be tag team champions because I like both of them. I feel like you could have had that spot for like the B team. The B team could have lost to Hawkins and Ryder, uh-huh. or like you could have just turned Bobby Roode and Chad Gable heel and had them yep. lose to Zack Ryder and Kerr Hawkins. It didn't have to be the revival, and now they're gonna lose to them, and that's gonna make me sad, but also happy. It's gonna be like a, it's gonna be an empty feeling. I feel like it's gonna be like I'm really, really happy that Kerr Hawkins and Zack Ryder are tag team champions, but also poor revival. Yep, and it's just a weird situation, honestly, and in like. It's like on one hand they finally got their main titles on there, but like, it's weird. It should feel bigger than it is because they're such a fucking kick-ass tag team. Like when the Revival became tag team champions in NXT, they put on fucking unbelievable matches. Not to say that the match wasn't good. That Shatter Machine out of no- out of nowhere to win the match was really really well yeah, done. Revival great. Ooh, he's getting tired already. I just bought him podcasting all night. I'm tired. I'm tired, boy. <laughs> Yeah. Tired boy. You're good, man. You're good. Yeah, no. I, I totally get what you mean, though. The ri- revival is good, but like it doesn't feel, I think, as big as it should be. And mostly, I think it's just like you said. Yeah. It's a, it's, it feels like a pity, like, don't leave us. We'll give you What's the titles. Black Mirror Choose Your Own Adventure? Oh, uh... uh Bandersnatch? Bandersnatch. I, I just like, watched that. I feel like we've seen every Bandersnatch ending possible for the revival. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've seen the one where they lose. We've seen the one where they kind of win. We've seen the one where one member and another member of the authors of pain take a crack at it. We've seen one where they finally win. I just feel like every possible timeline that we could go down, we've seen the outcome for. It would be a bigger deal if they would have 
had a decent push, but they yeah. were literally doing nothing, losing, jobbing, losing, jobbing, losing, jobbing. Or just not appearing hey, on look, television. Yeah, nothing on TV. Hey, look, a new promotion. Oh, you guys want to leave? Here's the tag titles. Like, Well, that's the thing, too, is that the Raw Tag Team Championships have meant nothing. Like that's the thing. I they 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 were like, "Oh, you want to we want you to stay. Here's the Raw Tag Titles." They cared so little about the Raw Tag Team Championships just to give them a main title uh hold, but like the Raw Tag Titles were kind of in the shithole and yeah. like nobody really cared about them cuz like they gave them to a Bobby Roode and Chad Gable who weren't even like an established yeah. tag team. Like I'm happy I'm happy the Miz is, is a champion, but like you look at the teams, the Revival, um, the, Usos. the Bar, the Usos, the New Day, uh uh, the authors of pain. I'll even I'll even throw yep, them in. Sanity, sanity, sure. Uh, the ascension, maybe. No, like, uh, probably the ascension not. Back in the day, were pretty. Back good. in the day in NXT, yes. Like, you get all these teams that used to be or should be awesome, and they're just not. Nope. The the tag team scene in the WWE is abysmal. It's just become stagnant. Yeah. It's the same tag teams over and over and over again, and now they're just trying to make tag teams yeah, like, ha- like out, said, out of out of already established yeah. superstars. They're not bringing up tag team or teams. I will say the uh, NXT tag team scene is doing wonders. Yeah, it really is. And like I feel like bring once once a, once a lot yeah, bring some of them up and then I feel like that can really revitalize your tag team. Or scene. they'll just bury them too. They could. If they manage to bury Undisputed Era, I'm going to break my television. Yep. Oh, well, I've already broken mine a few times on the show. Well, that, so. I, I will legitimately break my television if the Undisputed Era like the is undisputed, somehow fucked up on the main I roster. I feel like the Undisputed Era is probably very close to debuting on TV. I agree. I, w- I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Do you think they? I wouldn't be surprised if they actually made a sub, uh, uh, their debut at Mania and just like kind of wreaked havoc like full Nexus. Style. I was just gonna say I could see them getting involved in some and way, they just kind of be form. like, "This is not WrestleMania." However, this I think been- a big Raw after Mania for them would be a big deal. That, too. Yeah. Oh, either way, it like, can either you way- imagine like Seth Rollins coming on the ring celebrating his newly won Universal Title, and and then yeah. the Undisputed Era attacks him, yep. and, you and you Adam, Adam Cole. Cole holding the Universal Title. Oh yeah, no, with and, the Undisputed Era just chan- WrestleMania or the Raw after Mania, either of those, like, it doesn't. Should, yeah. It really doesn't matter. And what they should do is they should they should uh, they should let the undisputed era get their NXT tag titles back and keep them until even after the Raw of WrestleMania, because then you can get Adam Cole holding up the Universal title, like I'm gonna win this, and then have like Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly holding up their NXT tag titles. And if you could somehow get the the North American title on Bobby Fish, there you go. That too, undisputed like, era. I just want runs them all, everything. Like, I don't know. It would just be cool. And now let's quickly get to the final thing for Monday Night Raw, which is the thing that everybody has been talking about. Uh, Becky Lynch, after talking with multiple superstars, including Becky, including uh, Alexa Bliss, Ronda Rousey, and Finn Balor, she came out. She apologized to Triple H and Stephanie McMahon and said, basically, he's like, I will not let anybody stand in my way for my dreams. And Triple H and Stephanie, like, agreed, accepted the apology, left. And then um, Ronda Rousey came out. They were about to do a face-off. And then Vince McMahon making making an appearance comes out saying, like, they may have accepted your apology, but I don't. You're You're not the man. I'm the man. And you know what? You're suspended for 90 days. And you know what? Oh, that's five days after WrestleMania, so we need a replacement. How about the genetically superior Charlotte Flair as the entire arena erupts in booze? And if I can really quickly pull up the analytics for the YouTube video that of, the, of this segment, last I checked, it had 1.4 million views. 
there were 30,000 more dislikes than likes. Total 65,000 dislikes with only 25,000 likes. Holy fucking shit. So the match is currently set to be Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. And the here, the thing is, though, people are getting worked. I will say I got worked, and it's fucking great. Like, I wish I wasn't such a big smart, because, like, the entire time I was like, yeah, they'll find a way to put it back in. Oh, yeah, no, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a, oh, well, we know what's going to happen sort of thing. But, like, the thing is, though, the anger was real, yeah. because you could see Vince's smug face as he knew he was just toying with everybody was, who loved Becky which Lynch. Great. Which Becky, which, was which Vince being smug, Charlotte heel. being a great heel that we know she can be, they sold it so well that people were fucking heated about it legitimately. Yeah. Not like, a, oh, wow, that was a great heel tactic. People were fucking pissed. Like, if it was like a legitimate Vince behind-the-scenes decision to have the match be changed randomly. Like how they wanted to pull Finn Balor out of the Royal Rumble. Like It was like they wanted to pull him out of the Universal title match or something because he was well, too small. It was supposed to be Brock versus Finn, the, not the one we just had, but the one before yeah, that. Yeah, the one before that, yeah, when they pulled Finn Balor out of yeah. It. Yeah, it's like it's like that sort of thing, but it was it was gimmick to be like that. It was that was kayfabe what it was supposed to be like, and it's fucking. This is how you can just like when you have characters that people love or hate so much. Because as much as we hate on Vince, he's still a character in the WWE. As much as we hate on the person, he's the biggest in the back. heel in wrestling when he wants yeah. to be. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And Charlotte Flair. Fucking killer heel. Becky Lynch has proven to be the biggest baby face in the female division. She is over like nobody's business. When you have characters that people care about that much, all of a sudden, a lot of people's markness starts to fade. And then they get legitimately heated and they take it as it's actually happening. And when you can pull that shit off in this day and age... That's huge, and that's a huge accomplishment. As we all know, this match is gonna, this is gonna eventually build to Charlotte versus Becky versus Ronda at WrestleMania. And as we both stated, we would much prefer a one-on-one main event for the women's main event between Becky and Ronda to get the match that we were promised at Survivor Series. But Charlotte's a great heel, and she's an amazing worker. And I think the other thing too that I think that sells it a little bit more so for me is that Ronda now has breathing room, I think, to make sure that them because I feel like Ronda being by herself in that match kind of leaves her space where she could make where she could fuck up a little bit more. Cause she's still only been in the company for a year. I think throwing Charlotte in there to have work between Charlotte and Becky helps provide uh, a little bit of a breathing room area for Rhonda mm-hmm. in case she was to in case she was yeah. to slip up a little bit. I just think I just think, you know, everyone's saying like Charlotte still has heat at Rhonda. Or or storyline wise because after she turned heel, she turned heel by attacking Rhonda Rousey. And everyone's saying we need that blow off. We need that blow off. Well, like you could have had Charlotte versus Rhonda at Elimination Chamber for the title. And then the loot, the winner would then face Becky Lynch at Mania. Yeah, like but now have, she's facing, but she's facing Ruby had Riot. That. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We know she's gonna beat Ruby Riot. So like, you could have had her versus Charlotte, and even though at that point we would still have a pretty good idea, oh, Charlotte's going to lose. You could have had that big match, which would have been a good match. I think Charlotte Ronda two would be good. 
Um, just, just like what, it just what, it would have made more sense. Oh, and, I agree. And then from there, Becky could have been like, "Listen, and Charlotte also, may not have been able to finish you off, but I will." It also it helps build elimination chamber too, exactly. like which which needs people that you need people to get elimination chamber to get people hyped for Mania, which people are gonna buy Mania off of Mania itself. But for Elimination Chamber, I agree. Um, but I'm also not mad at a triple threat match no, between it'll them. It'll be a fine it'll match. Be, it'll I be just, a good I just match. wish it would have been a one-on-one match. I mean, I think it would have been a bigger deal if it was one-on-one. In terms of history-wise, I agree with you. Like having a one-on-one women's main like, event I think means, that means I think, way more. I think like, no, like yeah. like Becky can like Becky and Charlotte and Ronda will still be able to say they were the first women to ever main event WrestleMania. But I think Becky and Ronda have both earned a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. 100%. I think they both earned the right to say, we main-evented WrestleMania, me and Ronda Rousey, me and Becky Lynch. And I personally believe Becky Lynch has earned a championship win in the main event at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And maybe her pinning, maybe Charlotte's in there to take the pin. If Charlotte takes the pin and Becky Lynch becomes champion, fantastic. I would love that. And it protects Ronda. And it protects Ronda. And if Ronda is bouncing after that, then she can bounce still saying she's never been pinned. And if she's doing the yeah. and if she's There's doing still, the part-time gimmicks with Brock, like yeah. like Brock is doing, we can still say Ronda's never been beaten. Yeah. And it's it's still it's still like there's still a lot of stuff that you can do with a triple threat moving forward, I mm-hmm. think. Because a lot of it's it's the idea of like, is this gonna be like an Oscar situation where when she finally loses, are they gonna like ruin the mystique of her? But it's Ronda Rousey, so most likely Cause, no. Cause I feel like Becky Lynch is on Daniel Bryan levels of if they don't win at WrestleMania, people will riot. Oh yeah! Like, oh yeah! Like if Daniel Bryan didn't beat Batista and Randy Orton or Hunter, like he, the people would have burned down the arena. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's the same way with Becky Lynch. It, it, she has to win it's, at WrestleMania. It's, yeah, people fucking love her. It's it, yeah. that it, that's and that's she the only outcome. To win. She really does. And and, and, and like it's not a, it's not a slight on Charlotte. It's just Becky had a better year than Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Has had a really good year too, but mm-hmm. Becky Lynch had a better Char- year. Charlotte has had her year already. Becky She's Lynch already has turned into like the biggest thing in wrestling. Yeah, Charlotte has already had her year. Ronda's had her year. This year is meant for Becky Lynch. Yeah, and that's 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 what I think, and I agree with you with that. Moving quickly over to SmackDown Live, we had Charlotte uh, doing a, a good heel promo uh, in Toledo against. Uh, how she replaced Becky Lynch. Vince didn't replace me because I'm her. Fa- I'm his favorite. Vince replaced me because it was the best business decision. It was best for business. There was a great moment where she was like, maybe if we point hard enough at the sign, then Becky will come out. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it didn't work. Becky did a really good... I, I mean, uh, Charlotte did a really good job really honing in on her heels work. She can she can tend to be a little bit hit and miss I think um when she's when she does mic work I think she's much more better in the ring than on the mic but when she's good on the mic she's good on the mic and she did a really good job getting heat the crowd hated her like Charlotte became one of the most hated people in in the in the female division just because of her replacing Becky it's easy good heel heat she's using it really well and I think it's just a good way to build up towards when Becky finally gets into WrestleMania so, I had no problem with that, and I thought it was really cool. 
Um, we had the Iconics versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville and Naomi and, and Carmella to determine who would be the other team entering first in the Elimination Chamber match. It was fine. Um, the only thing that I really appreciated was the fact that the Iconics were very much like, we don't need to win this match. We just don't have to lose. So they just stand outside the ring, <laughs> which was really fucking was good. It's smart, smart decisions for a heel team. And then after the match was over, they just came in and beat up the winners. So it was like very much good heel teamwork and it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so Naomi and Carmella ended up beating Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose. So they'll be going in as well with Sasha and Bailey to start the match off. And then, like I said, the Iconics attacked Naomi and Carmella after the match was over. The match itself was was okay, but like I think the stuff that was done, there was good ring psychology. There was good match psychology, I think, with the Iconics standing outside the ring and doing good, smart heel work, mm-hmm. and just like it's just building towards uh, who goes in first, which yeah. it's just like it's it's more so just the small build towards the match, which I've the heard. matches the match is being built on. First ever women's tag team champions. Up until up until later on in this very show, the women's tag team match was the number one match I was looking forward to the most. Mm-hmm. It has changed since. Now the men's elimination chamber, I am hype as hell for. Yeah, especially for what I'm saying, and my gut's gonna happen. Oh, um, I think I might know what you're gonna say, we, but we'll build we will towards to it. it. All right. Then we had the uh, McMiz TV, where the Usos. I like that. Uh, the McMiz TV. Yeah, the the Usos came out to go against. Uh, them Shane and Miz being like, you're not the best tag team. You're not even a tag team. Then they were like tag team psychology. It's like, what's my favorite color? What's my favorite food? Blah, 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 blah. And then I, I did like it where it was like, uh, Shane, what's my favorite color? And it's like, <laughs> I thought that was really yeah. clever. Blue. <laughs> uh, I thought that was really, really funny. And it like took, it, it took them, it, it, it made them, it made the char- charisma really work, I feel I'm like. I'm liking babyface Miz. Ba- I just like Miz in general. Yeah, the Miz I think is great. Miz, when, he's, when, he, when he really, really tries to be a babyface, mm-hmm. um, does really well. Every time I'm thinking, every time I, th- I, I thought, man, I really don't want to see Shane McMahon and the Miz's Tag Team Champions, the Miz sells me on it. The Miz will cut a funny promo or something entertaining, and I'd be like, fuck, I'm in, I'm, I'm in now. And definitely I, not I, yeah. definitely not for Shane's performance, yeah. but the and Miz it, yeah, the exactly. Miz can carry it. And at Royal Rumble, you know, I knew I knew they were going to win. I was like, the Miz and Shane McMahon are going to win. And they did. And like I said, and, and even more, like when I think about the Miz and Shane McMahon as tag team champions, I immediately want to kill it with fire. But then the Miz will talk and the Miz will do stuff like this, and it's just like I'm okay with it because it's entertaining. And anything that gets the Miz over, I'm about. Yeah. The, the Miz, Miz is damn the Mi- good. Well, the thing, too, is that I think really big on The Miz is that I think The Miz is the best WWE, one of the best WWE produced talents. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't, he didn't go anywhere else. He's been a WWE guy. He's like Randy Orton. He's very much like. Up until maybe very soon. Yeah, up until very, very soon. Um, yeah. Can you imagine if Randy Orton does go to All Elite? That's a fucking game changer. That is a huge. I don't even find Randy Orton that exciting. I want him to. I want him to. Just the magnitude. I want him to stick his hands in his pants, grab his dick, and then chase everybody with his hand. Hey, oh, Cody, you know. Cody, uh, you know. When you came to the company, you had to shake my hand. But uh, you didn't. Put your hands in your pants. I'll shake your hand now. It's like, I don't even think. Again, I don't think Randy Orton's the most flashy wrestler, Mm -mm. but it would just be the magnitude that Randy Orton's working for All Elite Wrestling. Like, and And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Seeing Kenny Omega versus Randy Orton would be pretty fucking hype. Also, the fact that uh, I feel Randy Orton would have a lot more freedom with being a heel character. Oh my God. Imagine the shit he would say. Heel Randy Orton with no filter would do very well. 
I think he'd bring the punt back. He, oh, God, yes. I think he'd be punting young bucks. He's <laughs> just kicking people in the head. Yeah, I think he'd RKO Kick him him out of nowhere and just punt the fuck out He would just punt Brandy in the head. Yeah, I probably would to get heat. Be like, oh, my God. I, I, actually, the more I think about it, yeah, the more I, th- I want Cody Rhodes versus Randy Orton. Dude, don't you at think? All Elite Wrestling. Because you, you know that'd be the story. Yeah, and he Legacy. He would come and be like, I came to All Elite Wrestling to show you, Cody. You, it's like, I made you. I made you who you are. I killed your dead father. <laughs> I killed his legend. And I'm going to kill your legend in your own company. I'm telling you, man. It's like, it, it's, not as, it's not as, it's like maybe in terms of other matches, we don't know. But at least for that match alone, I would I would have Randy hired for just that match. I alone. mean, fuck, like I like I said, Kenny Omega, Randy Orton's a once in a lifetime dream match. It's something you would never expect. Like, and you could even have him like Randy Orton Pentagon would be lit. Like the fact that he's only worked for WWE means you can and and even and even with WWE guys, we never saw Randy versus Neville. Randy Orton versus Pac would be sweet. That would be. I dope. wouldn't even care if his first match was against Chris Jericho. No, nah. I really wouldn't because we have not seen. All Elite Wrestling Chris Jericho yet and we haven't seen AEW Randy Orton and I really think like you said without the shitty creative team that WWE has all AEW Randy Orton could be a bad motherfucker oh yeah and just like, like a genuinely hateable kind of person he could be the number one oh I'm, I'm all I'm all about it now I want Randy Orton to come to AEW dude it's like it's not that bad of an idea when you think about and it and it might happen because he's expressed interest in going <clears throat> oh god yeah I, if he showed up Dude, like, just the reaction. Um, how'd we get to this point? <laughs> I don't know. It's just our hype for AEW. I think the hype has already started to begun for when we go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's it's already starting to build here. Um, and this segment, this the segment with the Usos and the Shane was great. It was good. Now we get to the part of SmackDown Live that everybody is talking about the gauntlet match. This was lit. This is uh, fantastic. It was Daniel Bryan. Because Mustafa Ali got injured. Yes, Mustafa Ali got injured, sadly. But Daniel Bryan obviously started the gauntlet match, and one of the members of the New Day was going to take Mustafa Ali's place. And Kofi Kingston was the man to take his place. And Kofi Kingston proved to be the motherfucking Iron Man. Holy shit. Did he take that spot and do everything in his power right. to hold every every inch of it? He, I, I'm really happy he's getting this push. I hope this push continues. And yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. Kofi Kingston has been with this company for so long. He's always been a very underrated worker. He's a very good wrestler. And he's just been a very good, reliable, consistent hand for them for so long. He's held every championship they've had except for the the big one. He's never been a world champion. And I'm happy he's in this Elimination Chamber match, and I really hope he wins. Dude, I if think Kofi that would be Kingston so huge. If Kofi Kingston wins, even if, even if they take it from him the next day, like even if he loses it that Tuesday. He would become a Grand Slam champion. Yeah, even if he, even if he won it just until Tuesday. I, I would be happy if it lasted longer, but even if it was just for Tuesday... I would be happy that at least he could say he was a WWE champion. Yeah. Oh, I 100% agree. And, like, in a way, we didn't know what Daniel Bryan was going to do at WrestleMania, feuding with Kofi Kingston in the New Day, because what's the New Day doing at WrestleMania? We don't know. We don't know. And, like, when you look at the tag team scene with The Miz, and, like, I still think they're trying to set up a Shane McMahon-Miz feud. And if that's the case, then... 
they're probably going to lose the tag team titles. And if that's the case, too, then we have the bar and we have the Usos. We could, and you could do the Usos Dan New Day as like a solid you WrestleMania could, but match. I would but much I feel rather like- see Kofi Kingston in the New Day feuding with Daniel Bryan. Because when you think about it, Daniel Bryan is like the world's champion. And the New Day is the definition of capitalism. And so. <laughs> It works very well that the anti-establishment, anti-capitalistic Daniel Bryan takes on the people who sell fucking pancakes and, and, and cereal. Bo- and bootios. And bootios. Like, that makes sense. It really does. It does. Daniel Bryan would literally be like, you represent everything I hate. You represent consumerism, capitalism. You represent this disgusting breakfast cereal that you pollute your bodies and, with. And like you throw the box in the trash and it ruins the environment. And then the, like, new, day, and then the new Day could be like... No, we don't represent that. We are part of that, but what we represent is positivity, like and all that kind of stuff. It just makes sense. And you are, and we know that you are positively insane. Yeah, and I don't think, and I don't think Daniel Bryan's gonna lose at WrestleMania, but he could lose at Elimination Chamber. And Kofi then, Kingston could go on with the title, go into WrestleMania, go into WrestleMania as the WWE as champion. champion and then lose to Daniel Bryan. Or he could have the title for like a week or two. Daniel Bryan could win it back. And then Kofi could chase it going into WrestleMania. And if he, and and then you could give him that WrestleMania moment. Or he could go down to Daniel Bryan. But at least it gives him a championship that he could say he's never held. And it gives him a good championship match. And fuck, even if you wanted to take this and run with it. Like, they free bird the tag titles. You could free bird the, the WWE title. <laughs> like, oh, it's a WWE championship match. Which New Day members defending the title today? Oh, yeah. You and like, that's the thing, Woods, that's the thing too, is that they did that with the tag belts. Yeah, they did that with the saying. tag belts. Yeah. Because the, the, the thing that people forget is that New Day really isn't a tag team. They're a faction. Yeah. That's what they are. And, like, that's, I think... That's what I love. Like, yeah, and, and if you and if you, they already have Daniel Bryan, already has Eric Rowan, or yeah, Eric Rowan. Yeah, you could have I Big E. Could, you could have Big E, Big, Big E, and, da- and Xavier Woods make up that. Yeah, like hell, even if you want to bring back the other Bludgeon brother and have him join Daniel Bryan's. I'd love cult, to see Luke come back. Like me too, it'd be great. But like, I don't know. I just, I really feel you could do a lot with that there story. Is. There's a lot of interesting things going forward and, and the fans would be 100% and I for it. really 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 and I know I'm working myself up. Yeah. I know it's not going to happen and I know we and I, you're working God, yourself into a shoot. I want it so badly. Me to too. I would be so happy if Kofi Kingston wins the WWE title at Elimination Chamber. It just brings so many interesting Daniel it's Bryan interesting. Could, every single one of those guys could take the loss. Oh yeah. Like that's every the thing the new day the new day has been around for so long and they're so popular and that just our constant, constant like workhorses for the company. Like they could take these losses, and it's to Daniel Bryan. It's like, it's like you're taking a loss to Daniel Bryan. It's like it's not like it's a, it's not like it's a squash match or anything. They would put up a hell of a match, yeah. and it would and it would make a fucking good match yeah, too. It's the, it, like it's the elimination chamber. It's a match where the purpose is to pin people and, and yeah. get down to one. And Kofi could so make some every awesome moments too. Every single one of these guys are most of them are going to have to take a pin anyway. These people, these guys could, every single person in this chamber could take the loss and it would do no harm to them. Yeah. Everyone in that match is so popular. Why not give Kofi Kingston a WWE title? On the same, I will say though, as much as I love that too, there's also a part of me that really wants Joe to win it. I'd be okay with Samoa Joe winning it too, but I feel like that'd the, be a, the, an out of nowhere pick. And It'd be a swerve, that's for sure. It would be a swerve, but I, <laughs> I, feel, like, I feel like you have to have Daniel Bryan in the WWE title going into Mania because he's been the best guy there. Yeah. And I feel like 
Is Samoa Joe won the title? It doesn't really have it any doesn't make really, sense for It doesn't for make Daniel. sense for Daniel Bryan to uh, uh, heel Daniel Bryan to feud with a heel Samoa Joe. Oh, I Joe, agree. I agree. Which the consumer, it's just more so, it's the just, capitalism versus the vegan is just such a great story. I think it's I think it's just more so me wanting to see Joe with a main oh, title again. But that I'm sure we'll get that, but I'm sure they'll have our truth versus Samoa Joe versus Randy Orton versus AJ Styles versus Mustafa Ali and some kind of multi-man for the US belt. <coughs> All right. And to quickly uh, go through this match, um this match was obviously it was it was Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, Daniel Bryan. Kofi Kingston made it all the way to AJ Styles before ended up ending up tapping out to the calf crusher. AJ showed his respect to Kofi for ending up uh, putting on an amazing he took, performance. He took a calf crusher. He took a beating from Samoa Joe. Yeah, like. Jeff Hardy, a good, a good, good performance. Daniel Bryan, who put on a hell of a performance at the beginning. And then AJ takes him out, thanks him for, like, for his like shows him his respect and was being like you fucking killed killed it out here turns around into an RKO Randy Orton wins the whole thing at the end yeah which is just uh, typical just Randy Orton fashion. typical Randy Orton out of nowhere it just does it and man it's just crazy it's just like I like I agree with you a hundred percent Kofi Kingston I think winning the WWE Championship at Elimination Chamber not only would be just a huge moment for him and the New Day because. That's that's one way to solidify the new day because they've already been they are already are the longest reigning uh, WWE tag teams of all tag team champions of all time. What would solidify it even more is just one of those members winning the WWE the WWE Championship. That's what helps solidify your faction mm-hmm. because like that's where you reach four horsemen like status where like you're you're you become the main guy of your faction and then you could just hot potato that thing too and just go back and forth between each member holding it. Yeah. And it just would it would mean great things for Kofi and it would mean great things for the New Day and like I said and like you said Daniel Bryan could easily get that thing back at mania or you could just have kofi hold it for like 10 days and then lose it mm-hmm. and i don't think anybody would be mad about it because then kofi becomes a grand slam champion and wwe champion for the first time the last time i think he ever got close to a wwe championship thing was back in 2010 when he feuded with randy orton i yeah, think that was a yeah that was it that like, was that was literally his only very, shot and yeah. he spent that time pouring paint on a nascar yeah like it's it's long deserved, and I've wanted I've wanted a, a Kofi Kingston WB title run. I will say I will say the the one thing I saw and I saw uh, uh, the Mark Remark who did a really good uh, thing on the New Days talking about building up Big E versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal title, and he sold me on that. I would like love to see a Big E Brock Lesnar feud and Brock to take the loss to Big E, I think. Mm-hmm. But I know they would never they would never do that. Mm-hmm. Never in a million years would they do that. But this makes this makes sense of something that they could do yeah. and they should do. And 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 even if you wanted like even if <laughs> even if you wanted to do this long term, you could have Kofi hold the belt for a while and that could eventually lead to a new day breakup where you have a triple threat match. Like that could oh, be my that could God, be a SummerSlam yeah. main event. Kofi Kingston, the wily veteran, and they could, and they getting could, too big for his britches, and then Biggie and Xavier being like, motherfucker. If you've, like, if you've seen Up, Up, Down, Down, you know that Kofi Kingston plays a good heel. Exactly. Him as the Madden champion is yeah. so hateable. Like you as could, Mr. 24-7, like, a.k.a. Mr. Yeah. Gotcho, as in Gotcho ass. Biggie, Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston triple threat match for the WWE title. Like That would be that would be a huge match for, like, for SummerSlam. That could be a SummerSlam match and then they could. The thing, too, is that like you don't even need to worry about losing the New Day. They could reform at any time. 
time and yeah. nobody would give they're a shit. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere exactly. Like they are they are WWE guys through and through. Mm-hmm. And they and I just think yeah, that's that's who I <clears throat> If I was to pick who I actually think is going to win it, it's going to be I would think it would be Daniel Bryan, but if I was to pick who I want to win, it would be Kofi Kingston. Well, I guess on that note, we'll just start making our predictions. <laughs> yep, let's just go in for our predictions for Elimination Chamber. We have the Cruiserweight Championship between Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa. And I feel like Buddy Murphy's going to carry this thing to Mania. Uh, yeah, me too. I think so, I think he will also yeah. carry it to us. So that's who I have. That'll probably be the pre-show. Yeah, oh, for sure, I think. Uh, I see title match between Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor. I have Bobby winning it. I'm going to go with Bobby too. Yep, and it's it, it's a real shame for Finn, but I already said they've killed him already, so it's more so just leaving him out to pasture until he finally fucking leaves. The moment I see Finn Balor or Prince Devitt has been released from WWE is the moment I will scream of just absolute, like, just ecstasy at the I kinda, fact that I he's gone. I kind of want him to go back to New Japan. I don't care where he goes at this point. I just want him out of there. I will... I will follow Finn Balor and New Japan, and I will fucking actually keep up with New mm-hmm. Japan. If he goes into the like uh, G1, I will follow him, and he will be my pick for the G1. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot Women's Tag. Ready? Women's One, two, Ra- three. Ronda Ruby Rousey. Riot. Fuck off. It's <laughs> it's Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, Ronda's gonna win. I don't <laughs> also, even know why this magic? I want to say Bleacher Report. Fix your fucking headers. You have it set as Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot for the Tag Team Championships. Fucking fix your sight, motherfuckers. Oh man, Bleacher Report. Yeah, exactly. Fix your shit. I'm still angry with them for the Pistons controversy they had. Really? Well, okay. <laughs> well, at the very beginning, small, small, small sidetrack because I have no idea what he's at talking about. The very about. beginning of well, a long time ago, there was a podcast called The Pistons Pivot. Yes, re- uh, hosted by pour, me and a man. Pour one Grant. out for one of our dead homies. Yes, pour one out for our dead homie, The Pistons Pivot. Um, <laughs> we were talking about what the Detroit Pistons basketball team was going to look like at the beginning of the season, and I, I talked about how the Bleacher Report um, had a picture of like all the teams. Like, are you ready for basketball? And had all of like. Everyone's like best player in the picture, and for it had Blake Griffin wearing a fucking Clippers jersey. Oh, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" The blatant disrespect. Yeah, but that's so. Yeah, me and Bleacher okay, Report are still gotcha, feuding. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. So we're now on a hashtag fuck Bleacher Report. Yep, <laughs> because they can't fucking get their sights right for their predictions, and they also don't respect the the Pistons. Yes. There we go. We're Detroit people, guys. You got to yeah. get used to that. Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. I don't care. That's uh, it's my. It's gonna be Braun. It's gonna be Braun, but I don't care. I just don't. The Miz and Shane McMahon versus the Usos. I'm gonna go with the Usos. I'm gonna go with the Usos, and then the next night, I'm gonna the go, Miz turns on Shane. I'm gonna go with uh, the Miz and Shane. Uh, Miz and Shane to retain, and I feel like they're gonna just feud while they're still the tag, the tag team, team champions. champions. I could do that, but I also <clears> think <throat> I also think um, the Usos are going to defend the titles against the Bar. And Shinsuke and Rusev at WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, at least it gives Shinsuke and Rusev something to do. I guess, but they should be gone too. They'll throw in. They'll probably throw in a team like Heavy Machinery or something just to make it or, a four-way. Or, yeah, or Gallows and Anderson or something, just so it's not a triple threat because we're already going to get probably three of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna just go with Shane and Shane and Miz, mostly just because I want something different from you because I feel like everything else is going to be relatively the same. The Women's Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber match. It's Sasha and Bailey, Mandy and Sonya, uh, Carmella and Naomi, Naya and Tamina, uh, the Riot Squad, and the Iconics. So it's Sasha and Bailey. The Boss and Hug Connection. The Boss and Hug Connection. As much as I hate that name, the Boss and Hug Connection, Sasha and Bailey. It's your safest pick for the Raw for the Women's Tag Team Championship match. 
It's just the safest pick. Unless they swerve us and are saving it for WrestleMania. And then if that's the case, uh, then I think the Riot Squad will win. No. You know what? Riot Squad. That's my pick. Okay. I'm stick. I'm going to stick with Sasha and Bailey. Okay. Just because I think they're going to have them go from the beginning all the way to the end. And it'll just it'll be a good moment, I think. They might swerve us in that one, possibly. I think they're going to go ahead. If they What if they gave it to Nia and Tamina? I would l- be upset. Yeah. Oh, my God. Finally, WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match. Kofi Kingston, Jeff Hardy, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe. As I want Kofi to win more than anything in the world, my gut is telling me Daniel Bryan. See, my gut's telling me the opposite. Your gut's telling you Kofi Kingston. My, I'm going to go with Kofi Kingston. I think Kofi Kingston. I will happily win. take the loss if Kofi Kingston wins, and I will fucking cheer for him and the entire New Day until the cows come home. Kofi Kingston is going to become the first black WWE champion. That is that actually is that real? Is yeah, that's really true. Yeah. Damn. If that was if that's really that would be huge. Yeah. Like that's crazy to me. That first like, of all, people say it was The Rock, but like no, The Rock Samoan. Yeah. Bobby Lashley never held the WWE title. He held no. the world title, right? He held the ECW title. Oh, that he feuded with John Cena for the WWE title, but, but he didn't, didn't win. win. Got it. Booker T Booker, is the, Booker T's been a world heavyweight champion, but not a WWE. But he's never champion. been the WWE champion. Very true. They've never had a black WWE champion. Damn. And Kofi Kingston is not only going to win his first the world first title, ever Jamaican WWE <laughs> champion. Uh, new day rocks. No, yeah. 2008 was my best year. Leave me here. But yeah, Kofi Kingston, he's gonna win. That's my gut. <laughs> Black History Month. <laughs> They're giving yes! it to Kofi that's why we. That's why it's got to happen. Yeah, Make black, it happen. Black Make History it happen, Month. Vince. They're going for it. Make it happen. Oh, God. And that is, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode, um, which featured a lot of different topics, I think. And just, I really... I didn't get. I didn't yell this episode. Which no, you didn't. a new one. I, I stayed relatively calm. I'm very tired, though. That is very true, yes, because Chad has been busy being Mr. Podcast yes, host. Dr. Here. Podcast. Dr. Podcast here at Anmore Media, and we can't appreciate him enough. Listen, for... I'm, I'm nothing without Nurse Gren over here. <laughs> yes. But yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode of Pinned, a pro wrestling podcast. If you guys want to follow us on social media, we are Pinned Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me at szoomer4 on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Chad. So the old Twitter handle is at the Chad 100, but I'm actually changing it. You are? Yeah, it's going to be at Chadding Tatum. Oh, shut up. That's funny. It's not funny, though. That's funny. It's not funny. It's going to be at Chatting Tatum. Well, until he ends up changing that, because I don't know how long it takes for Twitter names to change, honestly. <laughs> but until it, until it changes, it's at the Chad 100. And if you want to support our podcasting division, it is and more media. You can follow us at at and more media co on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can check out We're all- on Tinder now, too. No, we're. <laughs> Swipe right on Anmore Media. Happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> We're on Tinder! Yes. Swipe right! Swipe right on Anmore Media. Yes. <laughs> and if you want to follow all of our Anmore Media podcasts, you can go to anmore.media, where we have all of our other podcasts that we have. And, like we said at the top of the show, if you want to be kind enough and support us, completely optional, but if you were... If you w- would like to support this podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash pin slash support, and you can subscribe for a monthly subscription to help support this podcast. It would truly mean the world to us. We will give you a shout out, and we will tout you, and you will be 
you will be our favorite people of all time if you do support us. But again, completely optional, and it would mean the world to us if you yes. were to do that. But until Elimination Chamber this Sunday, my name is Austin. This is Chad. Have a wrestle day. See you guys next time.